0: Things that I enjoyed that normally gave me energy just sucked up all my energy and basically I was using caffeine and sugar to survive. And I thought I would be better by the end of the week just taking a week off. And by the end of the week, I was more tired. I was so low on energy. So it was really hard to be in a place where I didn't want to do anything. The first pillar is creating simple habits. And the second pillar is having balance between your personal and professional life. And the third pillar is prioritizing yourself. And about two weeks in, I had the craziest experience with meditation. It was like being in the matrix. If you don't take care of yourself, who is? Whose responsibility is it to take care of you?
1: Welcome to Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk to experts from around the world about PTSD, financial stress, sleep, mind-body connection, addiction, depression, fitness, and more. You will hear from others who have struggled, overcame obstacles, and continue to thrive. This is where you will learn the tools and resources you need to have a healthy mind and a healthy life.
2: What's up, everyone, and welcome to Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gallagher. You guys are really going to love this episode, I think, and I think it's also, going to resonate a lot. Nicole Stanfield is my guest. Since 2014, Nicole has owned her own business and worked to improve herself through personal development. After experiencing burnout last summer, she now helps successful business owners and entrepreneurs who feel unfulfilled and struggle to get out of bed in the morning to work through burnout so that they can love what they do. In this episode, we talk about her background and her personal story of burnout. What is burnout? and how do you know when you're in it, her nine-step approach to burnout, and her business, My Intuition Coaching. So without further ado, I give you Nicole Stanfield. Hey, so thank you so much, Nicole, for sitting down with me today on Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. And I think this particular episode is really going to hit home for a lot of people because so many people probably have experienced what you experienced, which is burnout, or at some point. They're probably going to experience it and not even realize it, that it's happening to them. So can you kind of take us through what your background was, what you did before you got into your new business of intuition coaching?
0: Yeah, so I started my business in 2014 and it was digital marketing. So technically I was a copywriter. So that means I I wrote websites and wrote emails and social media management and things like that. And I was a good employee, but I wasn't very good at the nine to five. I hated just that structure. And so I decided I was going to become a freelance copywriter. And then I was like, nope, I'm going to open my own business. So I jumped into entrepreneurship with both feet and it was really scary at first, but it's the job that I've had the longest now. So that's exciting (laughs) to all the people who told me that I was not, I was like, flighty and jumping around to different jobs and things like that. And I was like, cause I don't like any of these jobs. So I had that and I was very successful. I had a really great year in 2017, um, is making good money. And in 2018, like the most money I'd ever made. Yay. <laughs> and in June of last year, I burned out. I was probably burned out since the beginning of 2018. And then it just kind of got worse and worse to the point where we would finish a project and I wouldn't be excited. I would be like, oh, well, I'm glad that's done and be frustrated and angry. And I was frustrated with my clients. I was cynical about the projects we were doing. I was angry. A lot of times people don't know that anger is a part of burnout. Wanting to be reclusive, I don't wanna talk to anybody. That's another part of burnout, wanting to go hide in the corner and and not network and not talk to anyone and not engage with them, which as a business owner doesn't help you because you need the leads to grow your business.
2: Absolutely, yeah.
0: So things that I enjoyed that normally gave me energy just sucked up all my energy. And basically I was using caffeine and sugar to survive my weeks. And then on the weekend I would just I felt like I was almost sick. I have I, I called work week sickness because I was barely surviving my work week and then all weekend my energy would be so low that I literally would sit around and do nothing and I'd feel guilty for sitting around and being lazy but I had no energy to do anything and I didn't want to go out and I didn't want to talk to people and I didn't want to go do stuff and I had no idea what was going on because this was very unusual for me.
2: Wow and that's and like I said when I started this it this is gonna hit home with so many people because here you are what, you know, kind of the height or you're making the most money and, and you're doing what you love. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, what is going on with me, right? So you start to realize that burnout is happening. So what did you do from there?
0: Well, I actually, I didn't realize it was happening at first. My husband is a teacher and burnout's prevalent there. So he was taking a course on avoiding burnout, preventing it from showing up in your classroom. And he started to tell me some of the things like, hey, when you're in burnout, you don't have so much creativity and you don't really want to learn things and you're kind of frustrated. And so sometimes trying something new can help. And I was like, wow, those signs are showing up for me. I'm experiencing that. So I I self-diagnosed myself that I might be in burnout. And I was like, okay, I need to fix this. So last summer I took a week off in June and I didn't have any responsibilities. I had to feed myself, feed the dogs and sleep. Right. And I thought I would be better by the end of the week, just taking a week off. And by the end of the week, I was more tired than I was at the beginning of the week. And I had to go get more food because I was out of food. And so I, the store is like five minutes drive and I almost couldn't make the trip. I was so low on energy and this is very, like I said, unusual for me. And what I mean by that is that like in college and afterwards, I was doing like six jobs and 21 credits and like all these other commitments that I had. And, and I'm normally very committed and busy and doing a lot of different things. So it was really hard to be in a place where I didn't want to do anything.
2: Wow. What do You suggest for people then that, it, that it, start to experience this, because if Some of the stuff you're talking about, some people might just go, I'm just getting older or, you know, I had a late night last week. I was up with the kids. So now, and then they just build on excuses, right? And they let themselves go. So what kind of steps can then we start to put into place? And I think that's where your new business kind of comes in, right? You developed a nine step approach. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I did work through burnout and I, I, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find like an online resource to help me like, be like, this is what you do first and next and next, next. And then you can get out of burnout. A lot of people saying I'm in burnout, but not very many people saying this is how you can fix it. So I spent like three months, just some wallowing for sure. Let's put it that way, to be honest. sitting around doing like nothing. My productivity was super low, but I I walked away from a large client and that helped reduce some stress. And then I did coaching and I did counseling and I did reading and meditation, some different things. And finally some stuff started to click and pull me through. So what I created was a way for people to follow in my footsteps about what worked for me so that then they can apply that to their own lives and hopefully not get to the point of burnout where I was. So I do have a nine-step model. It's broken up into three main pillars. The first pillar is creating simple habits. And the second pillar is having balance between your personal and professional life. And the third pillar is prioritizing yourself. Under each of those pillars, I have Three different areas that we focus on and that we work through, and one of those areas is, is mental health. And when I first heard about meditation, I was like, "No, I'm not doing that. That that's for that's for hippies. <laughs> that's not for me." And but I was reading a book about burnout, and they said the single most effective tool that will happen that will work the fastest was meditation. And this woman was like, "I almost missed that because of my own judgments." So I was like. I'll try it. see what happens. And I did. And about two weeks in, I had the craziest experience with meditation. It was like being in the matrix. And in the past, I'd have to step into the bullets and they'd come at me. And now with meditation, I just watched them go by on either side. And it it was, it was really strange because it was like things that I've done so much. And I just watched them, and it was like, I don't have to engage with that anymore, it doesn't have to make me angry, it doesn't have to frustrate me, I can release it, so training my brain to from being reactive, which is where I had trained it, to, so that anything that came up, I just responded, to being more reflective, so I could take a beat and then respond, made a huge difference for me in my burnout, in my journey, that's my number one tip is meditation.
2: Wow, I, I actually, I, I talked about this yesterday, with was uh, one of my guests too, because I did a, a course, basically a, a mindfulness course, and I was kind of the same about, oh, meditation, yeah, I'm not sure, and it's kind of, um, it was part of our peer support training that I was telling you about earlier, and I was on the same, like, I don't know, and, but just breaking down really what meditation is, because it, it's not, some people just think you just sit in a room, and you breathe but there's a million different things you can do right and you learn to appreciate things we did an exercise that like I said I mentioned this where you appreciate food so you look at it very quietly then you touch it to your lips and then you put it in your mouth and then you move it around then you eat it and it teaches you the appreciation which uh, it's obviously different from what you're talking about but it still kind of puts you in the present and lets you forget about everything and slow down and, and so what what kind of things do you do in terms of meditation are you on are you using apps like the breathing apps and stuff like that
0: so i use a lot i use different types right when i first started i was like this i don't know what to do so i started with the youtube and you're right i also did mindfulness meditation so i started and i found a youtube channel that did some mindfulness meditations that could be guided for me because i had no idea what i was doing and then i read a book called just sit And it's like, it doesn't matter what you do, just sit and meditate. Like whether you have a mantra or whether you're doing it for a specific reason or you're guided or unguided, just do it. And then I also use the Headspace app. So now I meditate almost every day and I might meditate for five minutes during the day with the Headspace app. And then at night I try to meditate about 10 minutes before I go to bed. That's where I'll focus on like breathing, and some things may come up for me that I'm frustrated with, or that I'm struggling with releasing. So those are some good ways for me to be like, do I need to handle this before I go to bed? Am I going to have crazy dreams thinking about this thing? Cause I'm worrying about something in my business or in my life. And it helps me release that. And it's crazy how much just a little bit of meditation can help shift you.
2: And you mentioned five minutes too, right? And that's the thing. So we all have, everyone. I don't have time, I don't have time, but we all do. And the other thing with the meditation that I kind of learned, and maybe you can speak to this, you don't have to just do it morning, night. If you're not, you set aside that time in the morning, but maybe you do get a little busy, but you can do it in your car driving, right? It doesn't have to be a quiet room. It doesn't, I mean, I'm sure ideally that's probably the place, but maybe you can kind of speak to that in terms of the time um, and places you can do it.
0: Yeah, so I've totally done it in my car before going into a difficult meeting or having uh, something that I wanted to be really present before I would have to have, I wanted to be in a place so I could be really aware of what I was doing. For example, I meditate before I do interviews like this. So it helps me have really focused, I know what I want to say, and I can be present with the host. So that's not, I normally meditate i try to meditate before bed like i said but otherwise the rest of the day i'll meditate when i'm feeling frustrated or i feel like i'm not being productive or i feel like i need my brain just is like overloaded with all these things i'm overwhelmed and meditation at that point will help me just relax focus or i can breathe or it's just a beat so i use it more as like something's going on and i want to shift that and sometimes i struggle to shift out of it out of the fear or the frustration and meditation can help me make that that change happen. So I use it a lot when it's there's something that's going on. And then I address it with meditation.
2: That's awesome. Can you so you mentioned the the three pillars, it's, it was simple habits, balance, prioritize.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Can you talk a little bit more about the, the habits piece? Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So when you're in burnout, or if you're headed towards burnout, or some of the things I'm saying are like, I'm kind of nodding my head, but I don't really want to admit that I'm in burnout. That's okay. It's not a problem. What we want to do is that you may feel like you have a really long to-do list and you may feel overwhelmed. Creating simple habits is all about taking small steps so you can see wins and see progress before taking on some of the bigger concepts that we need to shift in your life. So simple habits is saying, okay, are you taking lunch every day? are you taking breaks throughout your day a lot of times entrepreneurs we like not having a boss but there isn't someone to say stop working this is the end of your day there's also sometimes when people who are entrepreneurs don't have off time when their clients cannot reach them with technology it's on our phones our emails there and we get an email and it dings and we check it and then our Someone, one of our clients is saying, oh, you need to go take care of this. So it's some of those, it's some boundaries, it's some taking breaks, and it's very small steps. So normally it's like we're talking 20 minutes, 30 minutes or less with these simple habits. So meditation is one that we talk about five to 10 minutes, starting off with five minutes and then taking a 20 minute lunch break, a 15 minute break every hour or every two hours or something like that. And then the third part of the building simple habits is your emotions. So a lot of times when we feel cynical, when we're in burnout, a gratitude journal will help shift that and will help see, oh, I can start looking at some of the positive things that are showing up for me instead of focusing on, oh, this isn't going to work and this is negative and what's going on here and this is really frustrating. And you can write it out or you can just think about it and say, what are three things that I'm grateful for? And it will help to start shift that. And that is very quick. It doesn't have to be a long thing. You don't have to journal for a long time. But you start to become aware of some of the emotions you're having. And if you're like, I'm feeling cynical about this. I need to go and take some time. Maybe it's, I need to meditate. I need to take a walk. But those little habits that we can create to support ourselves, just as if we were a basic full-time employee. Sometimes entrepreneurs aren't very good at acknowledging that we need to take those breaks as well.
2: Yeah, I think everyone does that, right? Nobody, I always get emails or whatever and I, I'm so quick to answer them. And then, and my wife owns her own business and, and she's, all, she's very good at going, I don't need to answer this now, right? We always think yeah. it's so important now. And you answer it right away but you don't get a response back sometimes, right? <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't <laughs> yeah. that important. i to this. Yeah. So from there, that's the one pill and then you work in, so you do all of that and you work into the balance Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So balance between your life and your profession, your business, whatever you're doing. So this can work for people who are not entrepreneurs, but I focus primarily on the entrepreneur lifestyle. And in the balance area, it's about taking time for fun, which we forget as adults that we like to have fun too. And that it's okay to have fun, whether you're paying for it or you're just doing something that you love to do. It's all about increasing your energy right? So then the second thing is practicing daily self-care. Some mistakes that I see people take with self-care a lot is they only do it when they're stressed or they feel like it's selfish or they feel like I don't really know what I should do. And what I, I ask them back is, if you don't take care of yourself, who is? Whose responsibility is it to take care of you? A lot of times I'll talk to a woman who's a wife has a family, kids, and also has their own business. And they're like, I need to do all this stuff. There's no time for me. But all those people who you're serving and giving your energy to, are they turning around and taking care of you? Most of the time, it's that person that needs to say, no, you know what? I need to take care of myself so I can give more to other people. So they have to start from within before they give to others. You're smiling. You have oh, experience uh, yeah. with
2: that? No, yeah. Big. I, I love the self-care stuff. And I had a registered psychotherapist, Stephanie Kirsto, who actually a, a, was a prof of mine at McMaster, and, and we talked a lot about self-care, and, and on Sundays she'd always post something, self-care, and it's, it's just a good thing to talk about because a lot of people, yeah, self-care, and it could be that five minutes, it could be ten minutes, it, does, it could be an hour, two hours, right? There's no real time limit. It could be a walk, it could be a run, it could just be whatever, right? It can really be anything, but it has to be about you, yeah. which is really the end goal of it.
0: So there's one more step in balance, and that's taking downtime. So my question that I ask entrepreneurs is, do you work on your sick days? Do you have a two-week vacation planned this year? Do you take off national holidays? And I've been the entrepreneur who's said no. You know, national holidays are a day when your clients aren't bothering you with emails so you can get extra projects done. Or sick days are a time when you do lay around, but you can work on your computer and get some things done. So a lot of times in like two-week vacations, I ask a lot of people, when was your last vacation? And they're like, I don't even know. When was your last vacation, Ryan?
2: I was in Hawaii in October.
0: Awesome. That's great. Yeah,
2: I made sure. But we probably fall into that category. We're like, we should go do something and then we don't. We do a lot of like little trips and little things, which is very important. And again, self-care, right? And family time. But it took me a long time to, like most people who probably haven't done, found it yet, but it took me a long time to figure out some of these basic steps you're talking about. Because this stuff, yeah. is, it, it is straightforward, right? Like it's not, it's not difficult to implement, but you just have to be willing to do it, right? But recognize it is key.
0: Absolutely does lead into the last pillar of prioritizing yourself. So this one is talking about what drives you. A lot of times when you're in burnout, you feel overwhelmed, you feel lost, and you're just like, I don't, why am I even doing my business anymore? Why am I even doing this work? It doesn't give me energy. It has no meaning and I don't have a vision anymore. So what happened for me was my creativity just dried up. And for someone that's in marketing, like that was... Awful and I didn't know where my ideas went. I just had nothing no solutions no ideas nada So I had to go back and realize like what drives me What are my most important things the things that I'm most committed to regardless of anything else and There's no right or wrong answer here for all the things we're talking about. There's really no right or wrong answer It doesn't have to look a certain way you just get to figure out what it looks like for you and what's sustainable what you can do over a period of time So then the next step is saying no without feeling guilty. So a lot of times we overcommit and we say we know that we need to run our businesses as well as do client work as well as network. And then networking meetings are normally early in the morning or late at night, right? And so then you're getting home super late and all these commitments that come up as a business owner can be overwhelming and can be like, oh my gosh, I have to do this stuff. And then you have no time for yourself, for your family, or for your spouse, right? So saying no says, I need to put myself first and my needs first, and I don't have to feel guilty about that. And one way to not feel guilty is that if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for them. So that's a really big concept that I still get to wrap my head around, right? But I've said no to family events I've said no to parties, to hangouts, to things that are like, well, you you can't miss someone's birthday, right? But I've been like, it doesn't give me energy. It's going to take all my energy. I'm going to go with a bad attitude because I don't want to be there and I feel obligated. So I'm going to choose out of it so then I don't bring everyone else's energy down.
2: That's a great way of looking at stuff. It's amazing. So like this whole process, would you say, how long do typically clients work with you? Is it just ongoing or... How does it work? So, great
0: question. The last step is becoming an intuitive decision maker out of the prioritizing yourself. So then you start saying, this is what's best for me. So then when we work together, it's nine weeks. It's a nine-week program. And we do, uh, the beginning of the week is a webinar. And it's very short and says, Here's what you need to know. Here's an exercise for the week so that you can start to see what shows up for you. And then instead of just leaving you hanging and being like, I hate this or I'm frustrated or this sucks, then we have coaching at the end of the week. And that's when it's an opportunity to be like, "I was. this is what showed up for me. This is what's happening. I realize I do this all the time. What do I do? And, and so you're not just left out. It also has some accountability tied into it. Because you know you're going to be coaching, so it helps you work through some of that stuff that isn't always fun when it shows up for us. It's, it's not always the best when you're like, why am I doing that? I'm a crazy person. Why would I do this? I've, I've said that about myself, so I know that it totally happens. And then afterwards, if they want more support or to do some other things, then that's definitely an option. But my focus is to help people work through those nine weeks so that by the end, they can beat burnout and also have ways of identifying it potentially happening. So then they know how to shift out of it and say, this is what I do want. And that's by creating a work-life balance that they love.
2: That's awesome. That's a great message too. And people can go and do this online with you or it has to all be in person.
0: No, it's online. It's all virtual. So they can go and they can go to my website to learn more, myintuitioncoach.com. Or if they want more support and they know that they they need this, they can go to my apply page and get started with the strategy session. We talk about where they're at, where they want to be, what's in their way and how they
2: can get there. That's amazing. And they can find you probably on Instagram and Facebook too?
0: Yeah, yeah, they can find me on Instagram and Facebook. So a lot of times I share the interviews that I do on my Facebook page and build that so that people can learn more information about what it is that I'm currently focusing on or if I have a presentation coming up that's live, a workshop that I'm doing. Each week I do a workshop on the Love What You Do formula that talks about these nine steps more in detail and people can sign up to join that it's free on my website
2: that's awesome and everything if they search you everything is my intuition
0: yeah my intuition com.
2: that's amazing mm-hmm. I, i'm obviously going to put that all in the show notes to make it that much uh, easier for people when they're listening to this i want to finish with a question that i like to ask everybody i think it's pretty impactful so my question to you is what moment of adversity are you most grateful for today
0: I think it wasn't necessarily one moment. Let's see. Well, I guess I guess I could I could distill it down to one moment.
2: You can have um, as many as you want.
0: <laughs> in 2012, I decided that I was going to go and live abroad on my own. So I went to Buenos Aires, Argentina, and I didn't know anybody. And I had never been there before. I spoke some Spanish but definitely not not enough. And I danced some tango. And that was really what I based my decision on. That was it. And I got there that first day. And I was so overwhelmed in the taxi cab ride from the airport to my host where I was staying for a month that I I almost like just had him turn the taxi around and go back to the airport. It was It was terrifying. I knew Spanish and I couldn't even read it on the signs. Nothing made sense. And then on in the radio, he was trying to talk to me and I just, I couldn't even speak Spanish. Nothing was coming out. And so finally he switched the radio station. He could tell I was freaking out in the back. And he finally switched the radio station to like probably calming music in his mind and his classical music. And It was Vivaldi and that was music that when I was a kid would my mom would play to help me like relax and go to sleep and stuff so it was really soothing and it helped me just take a deep breath and chill and Sort of the rest of my experience in Argentina was kind of similar. A lot of times when I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I have no idea where I'm going to live. I don't know how I'm going to make money. I'm supporting myself entirely on my own. And I know nobody. And I would continue to say, okay, I need to take a deep breath. And then I can take action. And I spent six months in Argentina and figured out how to live and survive and Stayed in some very interesting places, that's for sure. But the experience gave me the courage to go and say, you know what? I'm going to do something different. And it's not going to look the same as a nine to five job. I'm going to start a business and I'm going to become an entrepreneur. And then in 2018, I started my coaching business. And that was a whole, like, so I have two businesses technically still. And I know that I was challenged a lot when I was in Argentina, but I use that even though it could like when I'm scared of doing something for my business or I'm scared of taking that next step. I remember what it was like to sit in that taxi cab and be like, okay, I can make it through this. All I have to do is like meet this person. I can always bail. I can always go back to the airport. And it just took that first step. And then, some snacks and some tears, <laughs> but then the second step and, and then all of a sudden I had been there for six months and now all of a sudden looking back, I've had my business for five years and my coaching business for two and I made it right. I survived. I survived Argentina. I survived burnout. I made it through that. So I feel like I, I can keep surviving.
2: Yeah, you can do anything. That's uh, that's inspiring and impactful. I love what you're doing and that, it's awesome. Your message is fantastic. And I think uh, this is going to really resonate with a lot of people, like I said earlier. So keep it up. It's fantastic. So I thank you again so much for taking the time out of your day to sit down with me.
0: Thank you, Ryan. I really enjoyed talking to you and being on your
1: show.
2: That's it for me on Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Nicole Stanfield.
1: Thank you for joining us today on the Mental Edge Lifestyle Podcast. If you know someone who can benefit from being part of our community, share this episode with them so they too can continue to grow and sharpen their mental edge. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you like to listen. We would love to hear from you. Connect with us at mentaledge.ca. And until next time, remember, healthy mind, healthy life.